Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Former President Donald Trump makes an eerie statement on a potential arrest this week. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. You can email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org, as always. Joining me now to get through the news of the craze, CBN's Billy Hallowell. What's going on, Billy? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I'm I'm ready for the week. Yeah. I'm ready to dive in. Let's go. It's already off to a busy start. we got a lot to get through, including you have a story on an actor who's sharing how he hit kind of hit rock bottom and found God. Yeah, it's a pretty cool story. It's Carlos Penavega. His wife is Alexa Penavega, and they've both got a great faith story. But yeah, he, he basically ran out of options and turned to Christ. So it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, great to hear. Good testimony. So looking forward to that. Also on the main thing, a lot of people believe that if food's good, you should eat a lot of it. Well, that is not the case. Even some good foods can be bad for you. We've got our health reporter, CBN's Lori Johnson, talking about toxic superfoods on today's main thing. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. Ryan Coer, a pilot for the U.S.-based Mission Aviation Fellowship, that's MAF, and two of the ministry's South African volunteers were finally released from a Mozambican prison last week. According to the organization, they've been held in a high-security prison for four months. Their release is provisional, though, and they're required to remain in country while their case is still ongoing. He's supposedly doing well. He's spoken to his wife and two sons since the release, but MAF asked that we continue to pray that the final outcome will be a full release of Ryan from any charges and trial. A Methodist Bible college in the UK fired a Christian theologian and um, threatened to report him as a terrorist because of his tweets in opposition to homosexuality. He said, homosexuality is invading the church. Evangelicals no longer see the severity of this because they're busy apologizing. He said it's a gospel issue because if sin is no longer sin, we no longer need a savior. And former President Donald Trump said over the weekend that he expects to be arrested in connection with this investigation into payments to Stormy Daniels. In a social media post, he referred to himself saying, leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. Billy, this is a just a wild statement from the former president here. And... I don't know that I don't know who's pushing this. I don't know why. Well, I don't want to say I don't know. I I think I have strong suspicions as to why this continues to go forward. But if he is indeed arrested and this show trial goes on, it doesn't seem like it's going to have the effect, perhaps, that those pushing this want it to. No, I mean, this is super complicated, right? And everything about Trump has always been different, right? Like, so we can look back at history and say, oh, you know, this is how things normally work in an election or in whatever. But but with Trump, that's always thrown out the window because it's always different. I think this... At the end of the day, regardless of whether a crime was committed, regardless of whether these things are true, um, unless there's some major smoking gun, I think you have a very strange situation here where it looks, again, and regardless of whether it's true or not, 
it looks as though he's being persecuted by the ruling party, right? And I think that that's the part, whether he is or not, that is going to make this super complicated. I don't know how voters will respond to it. I don't, I don't really know. All I know is the optics of it are not great, right. even if it's legitimate. Right. And you, and well, and adding complications to it are you have some of the prosecutors in this openly saying that they're just looking for anything to charge Trump with. They, right. you know, and it's just, it doesn't look good. Like you said, from an optic standpoint, it looks like they're purposely just try. They just want the image of Donald Trump being dragged before the courts and being able to say that. And it feels honestly like a distraction from all of the things that Americans are currently dealing with right now as president Biden is in control and it gives them things to talk about. Other than the economy, other than the you know train disasters that are going on and the war in Ukraine and, and what we're doing there. There's so many things going on right now, and this creates a talking point that distracts from that. Yeah, and, and I want to raise another point, and I, I'm super careful about how I talk about these things because yeah. I don't want people to misunderstand what sure. I'm saying. But when you have somebody who is out talking about election interference and the election was rigged and stolen, again, regardless of where you stand on that, one of the worst things you could do is take steps that would make it seem like you're interfering in an election, right? right? Like the, right. taking steps to try to stop somebody from running for president because that's what it does feel like, right? Yeah. You know, we're going to do anything we can. And it's not like this is some random state you know, pushing this, this is, this is coming from prosecutors in the most, you know, one of the most liberal cities in the country in New York city. Right. So you're dealing with a lot of factors here that again, it's just not great optics. And for somebody who has been able to really rally people around him, this to me, again, depending on what the charges are, depending on what happens, feels like it could be a rallying point, at least for supporters to reinvigorate. Because let's face it, you know, there's other candidates in this race now on the on the Republican side. Yeah. This really gives him some potential energy, again, depending on how it, it plays out. Yeah, even if, if it even happens at all. And according to former President Trump, it's supposed to happen tomorrow. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. But we're going to move to our next story now. And as Billy mentioned at the top, we have an actor and singer, Carlos Penavega, recently revealing how he found Jesus after hitting rock bottom. What's the story here? Yeah, you know, like so many other people, um, Carlos grew up Catholic, right? He said, I grew up Catholic and, you know, lots of Catholics are very deep in their faith. Carlos was not. He said he did, you know, his first communion, he did all that stuff, but it was just kind of like checking boxes off. That's how he looked at faith as as a kid. He said, you know, I knew of God, but I didn't have a relationship. Um, and then he went to college and, you know, he was dating a Christian in college. He would go to her church. But again, he felt like he was just checking boxes off. Um and, you know, we sat down and talked with him about this this journey, and it was really interesting because he said, it wasn't until I really hit rock bottom. He said, I was smoking a lot of weed, I was drinking, I was sleeping around, and he got to this place where he was, like, so depressed that he locked himself in his house, he was ordering food, he was just miserable, right? Mm. He knew there was something more to life and that the way he was living 
wasn't who he was. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's interesting because he, and this is what I love about, you know, Christians and it's a good check on ourselves, you know, when we live with joy and people see it because there was this guy, Andrew, who I think he was a realtor. He had sold him a house and <clears throat> something about who Andrew was stuck out to Carlos. And so he's locked in his house. He calls Andrew and he's like, look, why are you so happy all the time? Like, what is it that you have? And, um, and, and Andrew said, I've got Jesus. Like, why don't you come to church with me? And so at first Carlos pushed back, but then he ended up going to church with him and heard this incredible sermon, um, from this pastor who went through all the same things Carlos did, right? The pastor's like preaching this sermon and Carlos is like, wait, I did that. Wait, I'm struggling with drugs. Wait, I, you know, and it was kind of like this moment that really resonated with him. And, he said he left church that day and went and called every person he had ever wronged. It was like just this immediate, he called it a Jesus high, yeah, that he immediately <laughs> went on um, after church. So that was kind of his starting point. And within a week was at a Bible study and, and his whole life changed. Wow. Yeah. And that is a great point you bring up as well, but you never know just about your demeanor or how you're acting as a Christian, how that's going to impact somebody. And this realtor, that's fantastic that um, his life was so clearly different that it stood out enough to make Carlos give him a call. But what else is so unique about Carlos's uh, true focus when it comes to his life and career? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that, but I want to mention one more thing that I thought was kind yeah. of interesting. They leave church, they get in the car, and this Andrew guy calls this girl on the phone right while they're in the car and says, hey, do you want to come to Bible study next week? The same Bible study he had just invited um, Carlos to. It turns out the girl he had invited in the car on the phone, who Carlos didn't know, was Alexa, <laughs> who he ended up marrying. So they end up going to this Bible study a week later and fall in love and get married, wow. which is just kind of a cool part of this of this story. Um, but, you know, it. It's interesting because he he talked about having a real calling on his life. And he's like, look, you know, people say that acting and singing, all that stuff is your career. But he said for him, acting and singing and producing, it's a hobby. He's like, my job is to spread God's love to everyone. Mm. Everything else is a hobby. And I thought, what a, what a cool way to look at fame. You know, both yeah. he and his wife are actors. They're, they're, he's a singer. I mean, they've got a lot of fame. And yet that's just a hobby to him, right? Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And and it's really a great way to look at it because while the rest of us might not be famous um, per se or be rich per se, but we all we all still have stuff. We all still have our jobs. We all still have the things we do outside, uh, you know, for a living. And so it's it's great to have that perspective and seeing it in such a stark example here with Carlos's life. But what else, what else does his story sort of tell us about that with fame and money? Yeah, I think that's the that's really the key, right? That you know, you have to be led by by the spirit and by truth and seeking God and not leading with fame and money. You know, for somebody to say when you're in the midst of that kind of career, for you to call it a hobby and to talk yeah. about how spreading God's love is really what your job is, that is the focus we all need to have in our lives no matter where we are. I think it shows that yeah, all these things are distractions and they can actually take our li our life over, money and fame if we mm -hmm. let them. Um but but you really just see somebody here who is rooted in the truth and where he should be. And again, even if you're not dealing with fame, there's something in your life that you could be making into an idol, right? And yep. I mean, we, we all struggle with that. So just keeping that focus 
and again, not just like, oh, I want this. I want that. God put me where I want. It's like, well, where does God want me? And I think that really shined through in his story. Yeah. Having that eternal perspective is what I think about listening to Carlos's story and not getting so bogged down in the day to day of what our trials are, our obstacles are like at our jobs and in our, in our family life, all the things we might be dealing with that feels very now it feels very, I got to get through this day. But when you move back and you pull back and you have that eternal focus, which seems like Carlos sort of realized like instantly, I need to, this, this is about souls here. And when you get that urgency, I, I think we can all use a reset on that because it's, it's so easy to get bogged down in that day to day and lose that eternal perspective. But when you realize that's what we're really here for and you really get dialed into that, it really does change the way you look at things. Yeah. I mean, it changes, it changes everything, right? Your whole entire scope, because when we're kind of driven by, Oh, this is my goal and I'm going to achieve this thing. Every decision we make surrounds that. Right. But when we're driven by, okay, where does God want me today, tomorrow in a month, in five years, that, that shapes every decision we make. And that's the kind of shaping we want, not not ourselves coming up with some goal that's random and that isn't connected with where we're supposed to be. So, I mean, I don't know how many times we have to watch this in Hollywood. How many celebrities are the biggest celebrities in the world? They have the most money and they're the most miserable people. Yes. They struggle. Um, I mean, it's just, it's like a tale as old as time. And yet, you know, people still make the same negative decisions. So I love getting to highlight these stories of people making the right choices and inspiring us to think deeper about our own choices. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great story there, Billy. Thanks for uh, bringing that. You can read, you can read more about that over at faithwire.com and cbn.com as well. And is the, is the video up on YouTube as well? It is. Yeah. We got a great, uh, pretty long video interview with him kind of telling his story. So you can check yeah. that out. Yeah. The CBN news YouTube channel, go check that out now. And, um, we'll head over to the main thing, which, uh, many po- people believe that food is, if it's good, like if it's a healthy food, then you can just eat that and eat a lot of it and it'll be great. And you'll be fully you know, healthy on your way to, on your way to fantastic health. But a lot of times that's actually not true and too much of a good thing can actually be bad. Well, Madison Seals spoke with CBN's Lori Johnson about some of these toxic superfoods for today's main thing. Whether you're into fitness and nutrition or not, you've probably heard the buzzword superfoods. Superfood drink powders and diets are all the rage right now, so you might think that eating large quantities of these things will mean greater health benefits. But health experts say that eating too much of these superfoods can actually harm your health. Our CBN News medical reporter Lori Johnson is joining me today to discuss what these superfoods are and which ones we need to limit. Lori, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Madison. For those who aren't familiar with superfoods, can you talk about what some of them are and what makes them so beneficial? So superfoods, that's kind of a catch word. Uh, They tend to be sort of fads. When, When people learn about the health benefits of certain foods, especially ones that are really healthy, a lot of people sort of jump on this bandwagon and eat them morning, noon, and night. A great example would be almonds. Almonds are really good for us, and most nutritionists and health experts say we should be eating uh, nuts and seeds, but some people take it to the next level and eat almond or almond products morning, noon, and night. I'm talking about not just plain old almonds, 
but almond milk and almond flour and almond butter. And then you put almonds in your granola and your cereal and in your smoothie. And almonds is just are just one example of foods that contain high amounts of oxalates. And here's the problem is a normal amount of oxalate is fine. But when you're eating high oxalate foods, morning, noon, and night, every day of the week, it can cause problems for some people like kidney stones or decreased calcium absorption, which can really be problematic for your bones and lead to broken bones. And the list goes on. Yeah, I'm actually drinking almond milk in my coffee right now, (laughs) but I have cut back a little bit because I was also on that train of just loading up on almonds all the time because they're filling, they taste really good, and I would even buy the kinds that had seasoning or coating on them, which I know know, kind of can negate the health benefits sometimes, but yeah, that was something that I had to pull back on too because of this word you just mentioned, oxalates. Can you talk about what those are or where where you find those? Sure. So oxalates are just naturally occurring in plant-based foods. And uh, what they do is oxalates bind to certain nutrients in our body, like calcium. So if you have a high oxalate diet, you could end up having kidney stones, or as I mentioned before, calcium absorption problems, which can lead to broken bones. There have been people who are on high oxalate diets who report having joint pain and arthritis, brain fog, low energy, and the list goes on. I interviewed a nutritionist who wrote a book called Toxic Superfoods, which if people are interested in learning more about oxalate overload, Toxic Superfoods is a great resource. Yeah, we've I think we've all heard the expression that too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And when it comes to some of these superfoods that contain oxalates, is quantity really the key here to what makes these foods toxic? Absolutely. It's quantity. And so you just want to, you just don't want to overdo it. But the thing about superfoods is that's what people tend to do. They jump on this bandwagon and I know I'm guilty of it myself. They jump on a bandwagon and and, uh, they get sort of stuck in a rut and this can be very problematic. So you want to just like have, you know, most nutritionists say we should eat the rainbow. And basically what that means is just have a little bit of everything. You know, we don't want to eat too much of one food, even if it's healthy for us. So for example, if you're eating a lot of spinach, a very high oxalate food, you might want to just, you know, bump it down to maybe a cup a day and work in some other greens. Most greens, leafy greens are very low in oxalate. Aside from spinach, the only high oxalate greens, leafy greens are Swiss chard, and beet greens. So feel free to go to romaine or arugula, bib lettuce, leaf lettuce. My favorite is dandelion greens because they're really good for your gut health. And, you know, same thing with almonds. You know, a lot of people have gone to almond milk because they go dairy-free, which many nutritionists say is a very good decision. Dairy can cause a lot of problems. But instead of almond milk, maybe go to oat milk. That is really delicious and also dairy-free. Same thing with gluten-free diets. A lot of nutritionists say, yeah, back off of gluten, but instead of almond flour, maybe try a different type like cassava flour. Cassava flour is gluten-free and you don't have to worry about the oxalates. Yeah, that's good to know. One of my personal 
favorites is dark chocolate. That's one of those, again, superfoods that people got really excited about because it's something that tastes good, it's easy to find in stores, and it has health benefits too. So like many, my husband and I were so upset when that consumer report study came out saying that some of our favorite brands, like the Trader Joe's 72% dark chocolate bars, contain levels of lead and cadmium that were above the recommended threshold. And I have to say, it seems like California's threshold levels for everything are below the rest of the country. There's always warning labels saying that, you know, this can cause cancer in the state of California or the levels of lead and cadmium are above the recommended threshold. So how much weight should we put on this study? And is that something that we should cut back on as well? Well, those are all really good points. Um, Just wanted to point out to our listeners that we're no longer talking about high oxalate. Now we're talking about another health concern for a different superfood. A lot of people know that dark chocolate, they call dark chocolate a superfood because it has been shown to lower our risk for cardiovascular disease. But yes, as you mentioned, it does run the risk. It's not just this one consumer report study, but even the FDA has reported back in 2018 And health experts have known for decades that cocoa, cocoa powder, is one of the highest foods naturally that has high levels of lead and cadmium. The highest is cocoa powder, baking soda, which we don't need to worry about eating too much baking soda, most of us, and then also dark chocolate. So most health, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a sliding scale about how much is too much. But here's the concern is uh, lead is in these products. And so you really want to watch eating too much lead and cadmium. But here's the greatest concern are for women who are pregnant or nursing and young children, because these Mm. heavy metals have been associated with developmental problems and affect brain development, including lower IQ. And so, uh, you know, it's definitely recommended to not overdo it on dark chocolate if you're pregnant, nursing, or don't give too much dark chocolate to young people. You know, it varies from bar to bar. And as you say, from level to level, some people say, you know, lower levels are what's safe. Some people, for example, in Europe, they have a higher, they say higher levels are safe. But just a general rule of thumb is no more than one ounce per day. And that way you don't have to keep track of which bars are are safe and which ones aren't. And um, if you're pregnant, nursing, or uh, for young children, really a lot of health experts say no more than an ounce a day, only maybe once or twice a week. But then the rest of us maybe just stick to one ounce a day. Right, which that's just a good reminder to practice moderation in life in general. Yeah, and Um, you know, what's interesting is uh, health experts say that the benefits, the health benefits actually come from one third of an ounce per day. So it doesn't take much to get those, those wonderful health benefits I can't yeah. stop at one ounce a day. I got I to gotta be honest with you. I heard about this a long time ago, and I was like, yeah, okay, only one ounce a day. For those of us that do want to eat a little bit more than an ounce, are there any brands that have the lower quantities that are deemed safe? Right, and so here are the ones that are that were the safer choices. Two of them are popular brands that you can find in almost any store. They're both made by Girardelli, the 72% okay. cacao and the 86% cacao. And then there are three others, uh, one by Mast and the other by Teza and the other Valrana. I've never even heard of those brands, 
before. And I this is this was kind of news for me because I used to buy, you know, a more expensive organic kind and the consumer reports study found that that was you know high in both lead and cadmium like really high in both of them but here's another thing to keep in mind you don't have to eat dark chocolate to get the health benefits that dark chocolate provides the polyphenols can also be found in foods like olive oil which is not at risk so you just those heart health benefits that are in dark chocolate are also found in other foods too that's good to know, but I'll still probably be adding some Ghirardelli to my shopping cart this weekend because <laughs> I do enjoy that. So thank you for giving us some insight into how to enjoy these these health foods with all the health benefits that go along with them. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, Madison, thanks so much for that conversation there with Lori. And Billy, Billy look, I think this just really, really says one thing. It says that even if good foods can be bad for you, then just stick to your Taco Bell diet, Dan. I think I think that's <laughs> well. Maybe I don't think Lori would potentially agree with that. Actually, but uh, I'm just—it's what Bell I'm telling myself. <laughs> it's it's what I'm telling myself anyway. But I digress. Oh. We've got we've got time for one last thing here, and I want to take a look here at Luke 12 and the parable of the rich fool, in which Jesus says the land of a rich man was producing plentifully. And he thought to himself, well, what should I do now? I've got nowhere to store my crops. And he tears down his barns, builds larger ones to store all of his grain and his goods. And then his soul was, he's telling himself, I'll be happy. I've got all this stuff. I can relax. I can eat, drink, and be merry. But then God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you've prepared. Whose will they be? And he says, so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And I think... You know, talking about Carlos's story earlier, Billy, and it just made me think of that verse because when we lay up treasures for ourselves and we think we're all good and we think we've got we've got things all set, it's we're actually empty. Well, that's and that's the thing, right? Because who are we serving? And when we look at what Jesus tells us, love God, love others, you know, serving him and serving others, you know, culture tells us the opposite, store up for yourself. And, you know, but we see that that really is a violation of what we're called to in every way. So it's actually, it's convicting because we all struggle with it, but it's such a great reminder of how we're supposed to live, looking up and then looking around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great place to end the podcast here on this Monday. Appreciate y'all being here with us as we go through that news of the cray each and every weekday at 7 a.m. We'll be back here tomorrow, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise with more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. See you then.